0: Hey guys, it's me. It's not that Maggie, it's that other Maggie. Me! Of course, there isn't another one. Is there? Is there? <laughs> So how are you guys doing? Um yes. Um yesterday we started this whole 12 days before Christmas insanity journey thing adventure with me and yes, today I'm coming to you not caffeinated. I know what a miracle, right? Totally not caffeinated, but but on the other hand, I am a little <laughs> a little intoxicated, I I would say, but I I just happen to have like a glass or two or three of some delicious wine that uh one of my friends sent over for Christmas and (laughs) I started while I was making dinner I just thought it'd be fun a fun way to end the day or cap off the day but yeah so now we're here (laughs) I'm still okay but um anyway so as I was you know enjoying my my me time I suppose it, it got me a little um, into this weird headspace wherein I'm sort of kind of reminiscing what it was like in the before times when I would go out and have a couple of drinks with my friends on, you know, special occasions or special time. And for as long as I remember, I mean, my workmates, they're amazing. I mean, most of them are, are are still friends to this day like like when I say friends these are people who I can actually just you know speak my mind with and be my absolute self <laughs> with like I don't have to have any filters of some sort of or any kind at all so yeah we used to actually go out lots not not lots I wouldn't say lots but we we, we would mark the occasion when it called for it and it's been really strange now that I've come to realize that for the past two years, ever since the pandemic happened, that um, I haven't partied with these guys. I haven't partied with this um, people. And 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 my God, well, so while I was drinking, and you know, playing music and just chilling, you know, being in my own party mode type thing, I realized I totally missed it. I I missed them. I missed the whole thing and and stuff like that. Right. Don't you guys? Don't you guys ever have that? And, you know, if you're like me, which I hope you're not (laughs) because you're a beautiful person and you're not like me. (laughs) um, You would love to have long ass conversations with people when you're a little intoxicated because I think I think that's the time. That's the time when you're actually super, super your absolute self. Okay, like it it could be either good or it could be really, really bad. (laughs) But hopefully, this podcast is going to be a real good one. I hope, I hope. So why are you doing a podcast while you're a little intoxicated, Maggie? Like, you know, just fresh off of dancing your ass off from Eminem. Um, well, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, one of, one of the things that have been um, in, my, in my head the past few months actually is, uh, well, first of all, why are you starting a podcast? And who do you think's listening to you? And so on and so forth and this and this and that, right? At the end of it all, I wanted to do this 12 days before Christmas thing. It just, you know, as a as a means to kind of like uh, wrap up the year. I, I know it, it should have been like 12 days before New Year's. I know, I know, I understand. But, you know, like I, I for some reason, I just felt like there's an urgency to it. And, you know, people are going to be a little bit, you know, stressed and a little bit moody and a little bit broody, pondering about the whole recap of the year right so that's what I'm doing right now a little intoxicated (laughs) so I figured I figured when we do this 12 days before Christmas thing it's it's sort of like a way for us to exercise everything this past year or this past few years have like put on us and and stuff because I mean the changes that we had to sort of um, go under weren't easy at all and what do you mean Maggie I mean. I don't think I was ever prepared at all at all like it never crossed my mind like and actually thought about it about a, a global pandemic for instance or I never really thought about questioning my mortality much sometimes <laughs> I mean there'll be there'll be moments when I would I, I really would but it wasn't it wasn't as um, I guess as nuanced and as detailed as it was when the pandemic happened, and you know you could you could actually you could actually um get really sick and other people could get really sick, and you know it really just depends on how how good your immunity immunity system immune system immune system. Hello, there you go, white wine. hi. immune system is right so you know this whole year. There's been so many thoughts, so many thoughts. But at the end of it all, as I sat there, (laughs) semi-intoxicated. Well, I I think I'm not so bad right now anymore. But as I sat there thinking about it, like what this year's been, you know, how I want to just, you know, put a dot to everything that happened this year. I mean, not not all of it and, and not like permanently, but just, you know, put a dot on the things that should have a dot after it. Instead of, you know, letting it carry on and continue on in the next year. Because mm, I I don't think there's anyone in the world who would actually want to stay in the same cycle of negativity as, you know, as they would have it. So I I think everyone wants to get out of that circle or spiral or cycle. (laughs) What are you saying? Circle, Maggie? Cycle of negativity that may, you know, they may be trapped in or stuck in, right? So yes, my beautiful creature friends and my beautiful people, we are going to be putting a dot on things. And and one of the things that have been plaguing my head and I've it's been on my mind for the past few months and even years, I, I guess, is fear. Fear, my guys. Fear, what is fear? Actually, well, okay. I, I think everyone has a different definition of fear, right? Right, like I mean, there's the fear of heights. You know, like the common ones, fear of heights, and fear of rodents. Yes, Maggie, yes, present. Fear of rodents. Um, what else? Fear of failure. Like tons of different types of fear. Right, and and why are we talking about this right now, Maggie? Well, I think because um, if I think back, if I think back on the things, on some of the things that I, I really kind of um. Hold dear, or, or kind of like the things that I think define me. One of the things that kind of define me, I, I think, is um my long, 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 long love affair with improvisation. Improvisation. What what is that, Maggie? Um, improv theater, basically. And one of the one of the rules. Well, not re- I wouldn't really say rule. I would say a guideline. A guideline that they have is to follow your fear right and follow your feet and follow your you know you know so something like that i really can't i really can't right now wide wide anyway so well you know following your feet equals to you know um sort of like kind of trusting yourself to to go up onto that stage and enter that scene if you feel like your body is leading you towards doing it right so following your feet and then you know like fear what is this thing with fear um you know how they say feel the fear And do it anyway. Have you guys heard of that saying? I really cannot. I really cannot right now. Remember for the life of me who said that. Okay, so what is this thing with fear, Maggie? Okay, this thing with fear, I think, um, is the one thing in this world that stops us from actually realizing who we really truly are at the end of the day. Um, Okay, Maggie, that's a statement, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to process. I know. I know. Okay. So we'll walk through it together or we'll talk through it together. I think is what I'm trying to say. So this fear thing, right? This fear thing. I think, I think everyone has them. Or if people say that they don't have fear of or they're not afraid of anything, I think they could just be, you know, sugarcoating it for themselves. Right. Because I, I think what you fear actually defines you and says a lot about you. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys agree? Anyway, so what is this thing about fear? Hmm. Okay, for, for example, um, for the longest time, for the longest time, right? I was, I, I think, uh, I would let whatever fear I had in life, you know, when I was like around 3,000 years old or so, or younger, maybe, perhaps. When I was 3,000 years old and younger, I would let my fear dictate um, the stuff that I would do and 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 i think you know in the back of my mind and and some people may be inclined to agree that the fear is actually what keeps you safe right i mean i don't know the exact science or exact saying or official saying about fear and how it keeps you safe but actually it's it's the thing that tells you that something could be potentially dangerous and something could potentially harm you right that's why you act accordingly um, and your survival instincts kick in, I guess, right so what are what were the common fears that I that one goes through you know growing up um, not being accepted, not being seen I guess um, what else what else were there? Uh, there are a lot actually being criticized, being um, told that you weren't good enough, things like that you know things that I, I'm pretty sure every everyone of us here, including you, my beautiful person creature even even you even though you're perfect and you're beautiful you know I'm pretty sure that you thought about these things too so the I think I think I am completely afraid right now the thing that I'm completely afraid of right now actually just to be completely honest and you know bearing my heart and soul here is I am afraid that I am not as fearless as I once was does that make any sense to anyone? Does that make any sense? I mean, because, okay, when I was younger, a lot younger, um, I really thought that I could have had a career in something that, you know, I put all of my hopes and dreams and everything, all of my passion into it, right? And then one day, one day, you know, just one day, it was decided that I couldn't chase it anymore. I couldn't chase that dream anymore. And... I think that kind of scarred me and put a mark on my soul. <laughs> and it told me that, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't good enough, but it was just that it wasn't for me. So through the years, as I, you know, entered my 4,000-year-old, four year old, 400, four 4,000-age bracket, I, you know, and then I started to kind of like work already, you know, join the real world, the corporate world or whatnot. I kind of always put the dream of mine in the back of my head. Like, I, I knew that I was, deep in my heart, I knew I was sort of good enough for it. But, you know, it just wasn't for me. There were just, like, too many variables, too many things that were um, going against me, I guess, right? So, I, I put it back. And then, as I, as I progressed, like, much, much later, it, it was always a part of me. That you know kept nagging in the back of my head, like when are we gonna do this Maggie like are you are you really really are you really are you really Maggie are you really, really really really, really turning your back on me you know like like there was always that voice in the back of my head, and 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 I think now, like you know the past two years that I've had a little bit more time, time to really think about what I want to do and what makes me feel good and who am I like, you know, no things, existential things like that. Um, I really didn't have an answer like per se. And, and what was even more scary was there was, there were actual answers that I could give myself to, to some of the really, really serious questions that I had for me. (laughs) Does that make any sense? I think what, what made me more afraid was the fact that I actually had answers Instead of like, you know, the usual, I don't know, I'm not sure, or, um, I I don't know, Maggie, because I think, uh, there, there's, there's conviction and there's beauty in, in certainty, right? Like, for example, the sun will always rise. It, hopefully it does. I mean, damn. I mean, okay, for example, there's always going to be day and there's always going to be night. Okay, let's just make it simple, okay? I, I, I'm really not in the mental space to make it all science-y. So they, there's always going to be a day and a night, okay? That's for certain, right? And, and uncertainty is comforting in lots of ways, right? But uncertainty is scary. But, but for some reason, for me, when something is completely certain it's what scares me. This doesn't make any sense to anyone, you know, anyone at all. So what what do you mean? Okay, for example, um I think I'm one of those people who's afraid that uh adventure would stop or I don't really want to say the party would stop because um I think I've put my party girl um pants somewhere already and I'm not wearing them anytime soon. But I think I think the adventure side of life is what makes it beautiful, right? So if, if something is completely certain, and even you yourself can answer something um, with conviction, and that's it, and there's finality to it, it's, it's, it's really scary, you guys. I mean, don't you agree, right? So anyway, th- this idea of fear has been sort of like plaguing my mind. And, it, and it's a constant um, on and off topic between me and my friends, for instance. Because, um, okay, Although I have, like, my mental illness sometimes dictates that I'm not good enough and, you know, it's always shites what you do and, you know, it's, things are not good enough for it, Maggie, right? Like, it'll always tell me that. But, of course, I have fantastic friends, you know, that that would tell me otherwise. They'll remind me that it's probably just my imposter syndrome and things like that, right? And, and I do know when to listen. I do know when to listen. I, I think in order for one to improve as well, they also have to sort of listen to their inner critic somehow because it's you know it's what tells you if if what you're doing is to your standard or not right correct yes yes okay everyone agree okay cool we're all on the same page right we are and the, the other thing so apart from the imposter syndrome thing right but the other thing that i really want to talk about is i have this tremendous tremendous shit. Stri- i don't i can't even say it i'm so scared i have um stage fright <laughs> i know i know um and, and i did I did speak about, you know, I, I was once once upon a time, I was a thespian, and I would memorize, you know, pages and pages of lines and then perform them on stage, you know, night after night, and things like that. i I mean, i even <laughs> I even do improv theater for goodness sake, but for some reason, i have I have tremendous stage fright. And I was wondering where where this stage fright came from all of a sudden like later later you know later in my life like now because i can't really remember having it when i was younger to be honest i i never can recall a time i mean i would be anxious or i would be nervous i'd be a little scared but i i never really experienced stage fright when i was younger but for some reason i've been having them i've i've been having them as i got older and i i i did spend a tremendous unhealthy amount of time (laughs) thinking about this because why why is this important maggie like why is your stage fright important to you now in your life hmm good question i think when we talk about fear and and it being a driving force stopping us from reaching our potential right i mean i know i know we heard it from the adults and the adult tests the ones who are you know older than me you know you always have to reach your full Potential and things like that, and there's so many you know things on the internet telling you how how to do it and this and this and that, right? But at the end of the day, I think fear is one of the things, among other things, because everyone is different, among other things, it is what stops you from reaching your your full potential, right? I think my stage fright may have come from it may be a a consequence or um. A uh, what do you call this? A thing that branched out from you know having to sort of give up on my dreams as um, an actor when I was younger, because you know that was that was a dream actually, guys. I don't know why I didn't just flat out say it. <laughs> I don't know I don't know, but um that that was a dream. It was to be an actor. Uh, but for some reason. Uh, i just didn't work out and and now like years later <laughs> when it doesn't well i think it doesn't really matter anymore like 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 when i am at that stage in my life where i when i'm thinking it doesn't matter like who who cares who really cares what people think right that's when it it starts to you know come out like i have stage fright and it's stopping me from doing lots of things and that is why my beautiful creatures we are here right now because um, talking to you openly like this in, in multiple platforms is one of the things that I'm trying to do for myself so I can combat stage fright. And, and I think everyone has that thing. They have a thing equal to my stage fright, you know? I know, I understand. The world, the world can be mean, the world can be a little cruel, the world can be a little um, harsh. I think the world being harsh is what sort of gives us our own personal fears. I mean, okay. For example, I have, I had, I had this like tremendous, insane fear of rodents, right? And you can only imagine what a nightmare I would be if you were with me and a rodent was there, because <laughs> I'd be screaming my head off, you know. It, it, it's just not a pretty sight, and I get cold sweats, and you know, I'm screaming and I'm totally afraid from this tiny rodent, and, and I really don't know where that came from. But for some reason, um, since I was spending a lot more time at home and. You know, I'm here all the time for walls, you know, things like that. Although from time to time I would see one, it it didn't it didn't incite the same amount of fear as it as it did before. And I think you know, uh, my partner and I talk about it sometimes, and he says it's probably because I was already desensitized from it. But anyway, I mean that that's one type of fear. But another type of fear, because I think my rodent fear is a very sort of like common one but what i'm talking about here i guess are the fears that were mm, that that came about from being from i guess society telling you what you should be afraid of like what what are these things maggie like why should i really be afraid for instance if i wasn't tall enough like how would that matter of course okay i get it like you can't be a i think there's still some jobs that, and you know opportunities that would require a height minimum. And and you know, there are reasons behind them, but otherwise it'll just be discrimination, right? I mean But for some reason, you know, there are other but there are jobs out there that actually require a height requirement. And for a good reason. But, you know, like Why should I be afraid of being judged for not being tall enough? Or, for example, be judged for my gender or be judged for my sexuality, my preferences, my favorite color or huh, what else? What else was I sort of judged for? (laughs) But, you know, anyway, I know you can relate, right? There are this like list of things that you're afraid, um, afraid of because people will look at you differently or people would sort of not accept you and not take you for who you are for your entirety as a person and i think having fears like this is healthy but at the same time unhealthy they're healthy because you know they're kind of like track marks on when you better yourself for example for example um okay number one oh my god okay this really sort of like um annoys the hell out of me but like for example weight body image okay you see i i grew up well, I was growing up, I grew up in around the time when there was a specific body type that was required of a person, right? Like you had to be this and this and this and that. And, and you know, if you weren't, then it made you, quote unquote, less pretty or less beautiful or less attractive. Right. And, you know, the media was feeding us all of this because before in the before before times, um, there really wasn't the Internet was just coming into play and All we had were magazines and commercials and television shows. And all of the people, all of the girls that were on there were just perfect, right? You see, I always wanted to have, for example, I always wanted to have um, a thigh gap. Because for some reason, all of the Asian women who were on the television or on the covers of magazines, they always had a thigh gap. And I don't know, man. Like for some reason, for some strange reason it made me feel like i was not asian enough i know it sounds so stupid it's so stupid i was not asian enough and you know i wasn't beautiful enough i I, you know i shouldn't i shouldn't even consider to look at myself lovingly because of that and i think a lot of these fears a lot of these fears were dictated or given to us right Wanting a thigh gap and not getting it is not really a fear, Maggie. Yes, I know, I understand. But the fear soon after came when I thought no one could ever be attracted to me or, you know, I wasn't worthy to be asked out or no one will ever ask me on a date. And if no one asks me on a date, then how will I find true love? And if I don't find true love, then what is it all for? (laughs) You know, things like that, right? So these fears that we have, I I think it stops us from actually reaching our full potential. And I think what well, we could start on, what well, the thing that we can immediately do right now, my guys, is just to be. What do you mean just be? Just be, be yourself. Like if you like girls, then like girls. If you like boys, then like boys. If you like chocolates, then like chocolates. If you like to eat after six o'clock, don't do it often, but do it. Y- you know what I mean. Just be, be yourself. Do whatever, whatever makes you feel good. As long as remember, as long as it doesn't harm anyone, then we're good, right? You know, you you, you don't have to, you don't have to follow a sort of category. A category or to fit in a box and things like that because people are different right for example i get told a lot before <laughs> i get told a lot that i don't why can't i why can't i dress my age why am i wearing just hoodies and boots and, and things like that i mean you know like why should i follow a certain sort of um box a category why why are people putting me into a category does that make sense and I think this is this this thing of fear, being afraid of being not accepted, and feeling the pressure to sort of curate yourself is what I'm about to. S- I think what I want to say is this pressure to curate curate yourself in order to be accepted, in order to be um, liked, and things like that. Right? I, I think it's, huh? I think it's an unnecessary thing, to be honest. Um, right now. I never really thought that this day would come, and my my, my partner thought it was so sil- silly that I was. My partner thought it was so silly that I was crying my eyes out one time when um I saw representation happening uh in a movie or something like that that I was watching, and he was like, "Why are you crying?" Because as a failed actor, or should I, should I even consider myself as a failed actor? I I never even th- I don't even think I attempted, but apart from the place here and there but you know as as a thespian at heart it, it was so refreshing and so beautiful and it was so touching to see representation happening on the big screen when when you know i was younger and i was actually sort of half attempting they, they would just tell me, you know, you're not tall enough, your skin's not light enough, um, your nose is too wide, uh, your eyes are too big. You know, things that I have really no control over. Oh, but my dear girl, you have control over them, don't you? There's always plastic surgery. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I really have no um, issues with people wanting to get plastic surgery. If that's what makes them happy, then by all means, go ahead. Please, please do so. But, you know, for me, as, you know, it was just not a thing. And, and being, told, being told that I, I wouldn't be able to do certain things because I didn't want to follow their rules was totally heartbreaking. And I think over time, as I got older, more and more of these things just sort of pile up. And it, it developed into this unhealthy collage <laughs> of fear, right? And I, I think what I want to say is as the year ends, I think we as individuals, we have a responsibility to figure out what these fears are and, and how it affects our daily life. You, you, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Because, I mean, if it's a fear of, um, let's say, for example, a fear of not waking up on time, because fear is, is, is a very wide, wide topic, Maggie. For example, if there's a fear of not waking up on time, then, you know, you have other means and ways in order to sort of, like, fix that. It's either go to bed earlier or set more than one alarm, right? But when it comes to like other fears that actually stop you from exploring who you are, growing into the beautiful being that you're meant to be, then I guess, guys, I think, my beautiful creature, you and I, we still got work to do. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know this is so strange. This is what happens (laughs) when I drink and then I feel a little like, why are you not as fearless as you used to be and then you know what is fear and then everything just spirals and yeah and and i think you know that's one of our goals before the new year comes right i mean i don't want it to make it i don't want to make it like a new year's resolution because i think that's just setting it up for me to fail <laughs> but those are but you know f- being aware of our fears and what we can do to like improve on them and not to be afraid of them anymore i think is one of the things that we should do uh in preparation for the new year and if not we could work on them together during the new year so yeah i think i'm i should <laughs> i should go get drink some water wow what was that sentence maggie i think i think i should go get some water and then i should go hop on to bed and i guess i'll see you again tomorrow because yes we're hanging out tomorrow for a little bit anyway i love you but i hate to leave ya. drink some water too okay Bye.